And we're live. How exciting. Yay. Dan Hutton, welcome to the call. My pleasure. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So our topic today is how to move from ambition. Hang on, I'll wait for it to scroll back so everyone can see it. (laughs) It's gone. And moving from an ambition-driven world to a meaning-based world. Do you want to maybe give us a bit of a snapshot? What, What are we talking about here? We're talking about the person that who is so focused on the KPIs, the uh, the money they're making, the trinkets they have, the houses they want to accumulate, and they forget the real reason why they're doing it in the first place. The reason that we're working hard is so we can have a lifestyle, mm-hmm. and people doing that and focusing just on ambition don't put effort into their relationships because the relationships are secondary thing it doesn't seem as important to them most of the time and the achievement and the money in the bank and the bmw in the driveway is all external it's Mm -hmm. all about what other people see it's not about who we really are underneath mm-hmm. and it's people it's what i do is help people connect to who they really are which is their meaning and their purpose their their true selves so what what led you to this because obviously there's something that's occurred in your life or you've had some sort of situation that's become made this a highlight can you maybe tell us the backstory yeah, yeah. absolutely uh excuse me i was married 30 or so years and my husband and i grew apart because he was very focused on making sure we built the build our wealth very very focused on the wealth Mm -hmm. and he measured and, and and i suppose i did too in a way measured wealth as how many, how much money's in the bank and how how much money there is in super and all that yeah. and the trinkets and the holidays and what looked good yet i would say to him it's not the holidays that matter i don't care about the holidays mm-hmm. i want our life between the holidays to be positive to, yeah. to actually be connected to be happy between the holidays because we only really had what what we might call happiness when we're on holiday. Okay. And yeah, so that's what that's I'm doing. Now you've mm. moved into this world of saying, well, I, I see that there's a flaw in how people run their lives. And yeah. you know, I often say to people, business is a conduit, it's a means to an end. And oh, when we talk is. about business it's all consuming for most people i meet who go into business it becomes their world and Mm. that is that unless unless you know and deliberately choose for that to be the case because for some people that's what they want so if you look at elon musk as an example he eats lives breathes his business he's he's however yes yeah i agree but however he says only be in a meeting if you have a contribution so it's also about meaning 
So there's no point being in a meeting unless there's some meaning to it and some yeah. purpose to it. So it's um, and, and it's about what is my purpose in being in this space? Mm -hmm. And it's not just about ambition, I'm sure. I'm sure is anyway, maybe not. <laughs> oh, it's not ambition at all. I mean, really, when, when you think about it, he's got more money than most people on the planet. And I don't think he really is looking to dominate the world. I, I feel like someone like Elon, and this is a very polarizing conversation, um, is, you know, he, he likes to see change in the world and he's compelled to help people move things forward. Um, his way of doing things, most people wouldn't agree with. But we could say the same around uh, Steve Jobs. We could say the same around uh, Jeff Bezos. All of these big hitters really, you know, they're beyond survival. And so in terms of ambition versus meaning, I think there might be a stage where you transition the ambition of the nice car, nice house, the luxury lifestyle, and you start to look at the question of, well, what am I doing this for? Um, you mentioned a few things. And, and one of them was... As those hierarchy of needs, when we're in, we're in struggle, when we're in um, survival mode, we just have to make the money in order to pay for the bills, in order to get the food on our table. But apparently, according to people, mentors, I've heard, it's at about 80,000, which that, that transitions over to now we can start looking at meaning. Once we've got 80,000 coming in, we've actually got all the survival things sorted that that's so some people just go way beyond that and think they need way beyond that but we as soon as we earn that much we actually have expenses up to that level and so therefore we're always chasing our tail that okay. is, is having the bigger house is having the better car going to make us happier or is it spending time with those loved ones we have so let's, let's sort of tune in on this. What is the problem that you solve? Like how do people who are in this dilemma recognise there's a problem? They, they have to first of all see, um, awareness is the first step, mm -hmm. that, um, and I, I've talked to people who are successful, say, in real estate or whatever, and then when they're with their families, they're feeling... Like there's no reason, there's no purpose, there's no what's in it for me, nothing. Mm -hmm. And so it's being able to transition them from and, and seeing, transition them from just wanting to be the ambition of succeeding, of selling another house, of um, whatever the project is and then being busy, busy, busy around that to being able to be present with those we love and being able to stop and actually be present and be connected. And I know I was a bit like that when my kids were little. And there's this great poem that I, if I had my time over again, I, I would look at it all so differently and connect with my kids more. And it's about that connection because those kids are going to grow up and they're modelling who we're being. You know, the, the, the song Cats in the Cradle, mm. uh, famous song, which basically says the child is going to model us and be who we become, who we are teaching them to be. And if we can 
be the person we want them to be, then they'll model that. But if we say to them to be something, it's not going to be as strong as if unless we're modeling it. Mm. And that's what I do. Yeah. Okay. That's what I help people see what they're modeling to their kids. They're modeling to their staff. It's like the boss saying, I want all of you to get on. I want all of you to be friendly. And then they're always busy and yelling at them. So we have to be what we want the others to copy. So how does this how does this pan out in the real world? What do these people experience? Yeah, so um, I'll just use a couple of um, case studies. One guy is very high up in business and knew in business that it was about lifestyle. So that was about ambition and meaning. Come and work with me, but your family's important too. And yet when he got home, he would not be able to deal with any relationships. So his relationships were quite destructive. And so therefore working on the patterns he learned through his growing up that, and he, he realized that he needed to actually change the way he saw relationships. And now he's got a really, blossoming relationship with someone more on a positive, meaningful um, level. And the other person is high flyer, very high, high flying in, in more um, in the university sphere. And she's gone through a whole lot of things in her life. And she got to a point where oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm working hard at work, but everything's not working. And she's just learnt to be who she is. And the way her parenting, it often goes back to parenting, the way she was parented, there was lots of positives. But there were a few things that said, you're not good enough the way you are. So she's always tried to be something she wasn't. But when she can actually say, yeah, I'm okay the way I am. And it's okay just to be calm, to be present. Mm. And her life's changed. So she how, can see the world differently. Sorry? When, when you meet someone who's obviously not fulfilled in their work and they have been driven by ambition and you've now identified that this is not an effective driver for this per person because they're losing connection with the people, what do you do? Well, what do you want? I mean, first of all, it has to come from them, doesn't it? Like if... if this, a person is very, very happy and all they want to do is earn more money, um, then they're not a client. The client for me is the person that's doing it, making the money, got the house, got the car, and then sits back and goes, is this all there is? Mm. Is there more in life? What's, what's important in life? Or they might... Well, that, that person who's working really hard and works longer hours because they don't actually want to go home because the relationship at home is quite destructive. And um, so that's also, it's like, why well, don't want to go home? When I get home, we have arguments. So how can we improve that? How can we help them change who they're being so that their relationship 
at home is better. And then that's better for the children and it just, there's a flow on effect. So it's how, do about go, who how do you go about doing that? Like what, what, how do you do it? How do you change that? Okay, well, I have a, a, a model um, which is called Modeling Measuring Mentoring. And so the first step is that I am worthy no matter what I've achieved today. So many people are conditioned to think I'm only worthy if I achieve A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and I've got all this off, off the uh, list. And then I can go, well done you, you've done a good job. Mm -hmm. I, but changing that whole way of looking at it, that I'm worthy no matter what I've done today. I'm worthy, intrinsically worthy, mm. because of who I am. So that's the meaning part of it. Our meaning is who we're being and how we're being inside. Mm -hmm. And then knowing we matter, and it's not conditional, we matter because we matter. And we are enough. And we are lovable the way we are. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's then, then they live that. That's the modeling part. Yeah. And so knowing we matter, we can live that. So everyone else matters too. And the way we interact with others mm. is because everybody matters. And so we change the way we react or respond to others. And, and there's lots of triggers and there's lots of automatic responses that people have. Mm. And it's looking at that automatic response and saying, how is that actually helping? Yeah have the relationship we work on the their modeling their what they actually do and then from there we they can help mentor either their children or their staff members to know they matter and to help them be different mm. but we have no right to mentor someone if we're not doing it ourselves um there is absolutely it's just disconnected. Mm -hmm. My dad would say to me when he was giving me a big smack, hurts me more than hurts you. I'm doing this for your good. I'm thinking, mm -hmm. really? You know, um, so <laughs> that's, that's the old way. The new way is about connecting rather than about, so there's two ways of um, uh, choice in choice theory. There's one way which is the controlling behaviours. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll give you a lolly if you do that. Yep. The other way is the connecting behaviours, which is, yeah, I get it that doing dishes is a pain. You don't want to do dishes. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but I know you can do it and you're capable of it. So why don't you do that and then, and then it's done. So there's two different ways of looking at something yeah, and getting the same result, but also building the other person's credibility for themselves. That Do they do it for the external lolly or do they do it because they want to feel good about themselves and then that they can problem solve themselves. Mm. Cody talked about that in the seven habits of highly effective people. Yeah. He talked about, that as well so it's being this sort of giving people that sense of who they are yeah and 
that they're capable is really, really important. And it's not, we're not just going to love you if you do it. If you get a result, we're going to love you anyway. So a lot of this is really about mindset. It's about psychology. It's about mindset. It's about, yeah, it's about not getting hijacked by materialistic desires. It's about really starting to think about, you know, what am I doing to affect people around me? Mm. How am I impacting the people around me? It's, it really sounds like these are things that get forgotten in the race, don't they? They do. They do. And this ambition-driven world is all about, um, oh, I was listening to Brene Brown. Have you heard of Brene Brown? And she was saying um, this thing about being cool. And she said the worst thing, one of the worst things is this needing to be cool. And needing to be cool is um, that in order to fit in, mm -hmm. I have to be a certain way, so I'm cool. Yeah. And often in that coolness, the whole thing of, um, oh, you don't need to do that study. Why would you do study? It's it's cool just to cheat. But then, I've frozen, <laughs> I hope not. Um, and then what happens is that um, they learn, they they become, they lose who they are, they are. So it's about not being cool. It's about being our best, mm -hmm. being excellent so it's about excellence rather than perfectionism so i'm going to try as hard as i can to get good marks in this i'm going to challenge myself and overcome and develop that, that strategy about how i can be better be my best mm -hmm. rather than sit around and have no ambition yeah. will it see that and it, it's it's actually having a balance of ambition in me because I know when I first had my children and I was home, um, it's there's there's no the ambition is to get some sleep, and the meaning is lots of meaning, lots of love. But I think we all, as humans, need need a challenge as well as we need the, the connection. Mm -hmm. So the two we want the two to work together so that we have ambition but we are always aware of the meaning and the connection. Mm. Um, and we don't forget that and we live it. So it's having a balance of both. And and people will say work-life balance, but it's not a work-life balance because work is part of life. So it's an ambition and meaning balance. Right. So we've got, and some days we'll have lots of ambition. So when we're studying for an exam, for example, we're, we're working, working, working on getting that those results. But then uh, balancing it with then, okay, I'm going to spend some quality time with my family because I've done the exam. That has to be done. Yeah. And, and also spending time with ourselves, doing what fills us up. Hmm. And that's play and creativity making sure that we're looking after ourselves because who we are is important, not just our results. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So really, like, I suppose if someone's questioning, you know, whether they're on the right path in their career, in their in their business, losing uh, mm. meaning because they're getting distracted by all of these ambitious goals of, you know, bigger cars, bigger, mm. 
faster, more, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how, how can they get in touch with you? Well, my business is called Learning Through Life. Mm-hmm. And that's in, the reason I've chosen that as a name is that unless we're learning, we're, we're going backwards. Unless we're growing, we're, we're going backwards. Um, and there's a website, learningthroughlife.net.au. Mm-hmm. You can connect with me through that. Yeah. And um, I suppose that's the best way of um, connecting. Mm-hmm. And we can have a chat and I um, offer people a 45-minute free one-on-one uh, conversation to see if we would be able to work together. And in mm-hmm. that time work out some goals that the person wants and um, see if we'll be able to work out a plan going forward. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah. That's awesome. Jen, I, th- I think there's a few people this time of year we sort of reflecting on how the year went mm. and what worked and what didn't work. And it's a real mm. time to really think about, you know, that whole idea of meaning and <laughs> what's important to us. So, if you were going to recommend some reading for people over the break, what would you suggest they read? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Anything Brene Brown has written is mm-hmm. unbelievable. People in business, uh, Simon Sinek, start with why. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old books, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah. So there's a few. But um, anything Brene Brown. Yeah. She She's even on Netflix, so you can... Mm. See you there. Yeah. Just to get the first taste because what she has to say is so wise. Awesome. And it's all based on research as well. So it's not just okay. someone thought it was. Yeah. Gabor Mate as well. Very yeah. Fun. yeah. So enjoy, read, read okay. those things. Yeah. Ben, um, I'm mindful of time. And also, obviously, you know, we can talk about this topic for a very long time. But, uh, the key here is hopefully we can get some people to think differently about what's important to them, making yes. sure that they're looking for meaning rather than just the goals, just the ambition. And I think it also helps with people, uh, you know, their resilience in business as well, doesn't it? Yes, because otherwise we burn burn out, don't mm. we? Uh, actually, a book I found in an op shop up the road was is by Adriana Huffington, who owns Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. That's how you say your name. And she she talks about thriving and thriving is about that meaning piece. Because mm. she, she, she burnt out mm-hmm. doing ambition, ambition, ambition. Yeah. And then she realised meaning is important. Yeah. And actually looking after our health and looking after our well-being. Yeah. Mm. It's really great a great book to read. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. Once again, Jen, thanks so much for your time today. Hopefully. My absolute pleasure. Thank Hello. you so much for having me, David. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, thanks.